Is it Arceus or Arceus? Arceus. Arceus? Yeah. They, I think the original intention was for it to be pronounced Arceus until they're like, oops, ass. <laughs> That's fair. I think in Japan they still say Arceus. Mm. I also think Arceus just makes more sense. Yeah. For what we're dealing with there. To bring that back to a Harry Potter note, uh, Accio. Ha. Axio. Axio? Axio? I say Axio. I say Accio. I like the hard C. Why are the two Cs, though? I don't know. I don't think there's a correct way of... No, there's not, because it's nonsense it's, bullshit. It's nonsense, yeah. Unlike Arceus, which has a correct pronunciation. Well, here's the thing. The people who created Pokemon were intelligent and put thought into things. <laughs> Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so I Arceus But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a deity Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And we're back on our Pokemon bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you like Pokemon, because we're never going to stop. This is our fourth Pokemon episode, I think. Also, we have a whole entire separate Pokemon podcast. We do? (laughs) What's that? Uh, it's called Pokemakers, and if you haven't played Legends Arceus, or you haven't finished the game and you don't want spoilers... Yeah, this... yeah. Uh, go listen to Pokemakers instead. That's a spoiler-free podcast. This one is not spoiler-free. No. This is your warning. No, I made Alex play through all the important plot points specifically so we could do this podcast in time. We're gonna tell you spoilers. So leave now and come back later. Also... This Saturday coming up is Pokemon Day. It's Pokemon Day. Yeah, they're going to be announcing some very minor things throughout the week about Pokemon, apparently. <laughs> How exciting. They made it sound like it's a big deal, but it's probably not. Yeah, it'll be like an update for Cafe Remix. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be one of them. Sword and Shield is probably getting a, a raid event. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Something in Pokemon Go, I'm sure. Yeah. Man, Pokemon's really just, like, saturated our entire lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the thing, right? They were, they were trying to do that in po- on purpose. Like, yeah. Here's, so now we've, we've got your Pokemon game for when you're going for a walk. Now here's your Pokemon game for when you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> and soon, eventually, Joe Merrick will be pleased to it when they finally release the Pokemon game for when you're literally sleeping. Yeah, what happened to that one? Nothing yet. Oh. They're waiting. We're starting Pokemon Legends Arceus today. Yeah! It's really good. Yeah. Alex, what is Pokemon Legends Arceus? Pokemon Legends Arceus is the most recent release from Pokemon in video games. Yep. Do you want me to do this part? (laughs) No, I'll get there. Okay. Um, it is a largely open world style game, which is very different from a traditional Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is happening in the overworld. You can dodge Pokemon attacks. Like, it is happening in front of you rather than through, like, a move turn-based system. Paris will fuck you up. Yeah! Paris is here in ancient... Well, not ancient... Paris is here in Sinnoh a hundred years ago for no particular reason, and it fucking hates you. That and Shinx. Shinx is one thing, but... Well, not like Shinx. The whole Shinx line. Yeah. Just like... Ugh. But Paris is the meme. 
getting in on that meme hype. Oh, was there a meme about Paris? Oh yeah, everyone's talking about how Paris is so fucking hateful. Uh, Bogon Legends it's considered main series, which is a bit confusing. At this point, Pokemon main series game, all that really means is Game Freak said it's main series. Yeah. Because there is no real reason why this is main series, but Pokemon Colosseum and Gale of Darkness XD, whatever that was, aren't considered main series. Like, if you can include those games, there are ways to make it work. But now it's just... But whatever. It introduces new Pokemon... You're you're sent back in time. It's an isekai. It is an isekai. People are spe- like in the trailers before the game came out. You're showing off, despite the fact that it's taking place in the Meiji Restoration. I think it's called period of Japan. Yeah. There is a freaking modern day smartphone, and people are like, "What?" So people are speculating about time travel. Do you think maybe it'll be confirmed there's time travel in this game? There is time travel in this game before gameplay happens. The first thing that happens in the game is that Pokemon God comes to you and yeah. is like, I'm sending you back in time to complete the Pokedex. You know that classic bit of like Professor Oak being like, hello, what's your name? What's your gender? This is my grandson. Who the fuck? Yeah, you know who does that in this game? Yeah, it just starts with, <laughs> hey, what's up? It's it's me, your boy God. It's God. Hi, I'm God. And... <laughs> I'm going to send you back in time to catch every fucking Pokemon. But don't worry, I'm going to give you this smartphone. Well, actually, they already have the phone. So really, Arceus just gives them a snazzy case. Yeah. And a new app that can unlock caves. (laughs) And presumably an infinite battery. Yeah, it really is just like a... We need you to be able to access a map whenever you want. We, they we could have you... done that anyway. They could have just given you a paper map. It's, they're like trying to do the thing that like Breath of the Wild did. Yeah, but Breath of the Wild also the, like... gave you magical powers that the Sheikah Slate accessed. Yes, yeah. like the sh- It's not a very good parallel to the Sheikah Slate. It didn't Slate. need that. No. It's fine, because like, the time travel is critical to the plot of the game, though. Yeah, the that's thing. true. Like, it's not like you're just dropped there and then it's never brought up again. It's central to your character's arc and other characters. Yeah, like, it's a big deal that you came out of nowhere. You fell out of the sky. And, like, that is the plot. Anyway, you've got to save the world and the nobles. Should I put some of the Pokemon on the list? Like, the noble Pokemon? Do they have personalities? I don't know. Arcanine, maybe. Some of them do. I was going to say Arcanine kind of (laughs) does. Arcanine's a Gryffindor. We'll just get that out of the way. Arcanine's a pupper. Oh... (laughs) <laughs> All dogs are Hufflepuff. Yeah, but like the Arcanine. <laughs> it did swim across the ocean when it's a fire rock type. Yeah. <laughs> the ride Pokemon also kind of has some personality to them. A little them. bit, yeah. Ursa Luna is a Hufflepuff because it's a particularly good finder. <laughs> We're just gonna okay pre pre lightning bolt round, just a tiny little yeah. baby speed round. We're gonna start the Pokemon real quick. All right, uh, let's go through like the important Weird Air, Weird Air, Ravenclaw. Okay, just a vibe. Are we doing the Weird Air, Ravenclaw, Ursula, Hufflepuff, uh, Basket Legion, Slytherin? It's dead. That feels like Sh- Slytherin. Sure, okay. I'll take if you're dead, you're Slytherin. I guess. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle, <laughs> <laughs> nearly headless snake. <laughs> if you're a dead fish. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's you're, you're a conglomerate enough. of dead fishes. Mm. Uh, Sneasler. The Sneasler. <laughs> the Sneasler's a Slytherin. In, in this game, <laughs> for some reason, Sneasel and the Wantsler had a baby. And it looks like Sneasel and the Wantsler had a baby too. Yes. And it's called Sneasler. Sneasler's a friend, though. Sneasler's like the most friendly. 
That's fair. She and, she looks like a like really chill, peppy like high school girl. And she carries you in a demon slayer basket. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, maybe not Slytherin. I'm going Gryffindor. Fine. Yeah, and finally Braviary. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Big time Ravenclaw. Bird. And psychic. Yeah. 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 Like we do. Well, maybe that's what it was with weirder. I thought that. Were. Yeah. It was just vibes. So let's sort. <laughs> right now onto the characters. Let's start with. <laughs> Protagonist! Right. Uh... We're playing a video game. The protagonist. Well, so the protagonist is interesting, right? Because unlike when we saw the sword and shield, mm. you've got the choice of the boy and the girl, but the alternate gender character is a character in the game as well. Yes, and they actually sort of have a personality and, yeah. you know, interact with you a lot. So we're going to do both of them together, but they are also two characters of protagonist and friend. Yeah. So you've got the... The female character. Ray. No. Hikari. Akari. Akari? Hikari. Hikari is Digimon. No, Hikari is Dawn's Japanese name. Oh, okay. So you're you're really close. It's like her ancestor's Japanese or her descendant's Japanese name. That's what it was. I was like, that is a name to something. Yes. You like yeah, but this one is Akari. Akari. Yeah. And Ray is the boy. And Ray's the boy. I, I went for Ray being the girl because in one of my old fanfics, I had a character called Ray who was a girl. Ray is a very, like, gender-neutral name, I yeah. feel like. Ray when it's R-E-I, yeah. Yeah. That's anyone. Yeah. There's no there's no gender associated with that name. House hot take. If your name is Ray, you're non-binary. <laughs> or, it's just, a, it's just an umbrella name. Anyone can have it. Yeah. Regardless of gender. Yeah, I was... I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so tell me, tell me about these characters. So, I'll go over protagonist, because their personality is weaker, because they're an RPG protagonist. Yeah. But here's the thing. This game, compared to all other Pokemon games, like, the protagonist does have an element of personality, because the faces and the expressions of this game are so good. Their characters are so expressive compared to all past games. Like, it kind of became a meme that, like, during important (laughs) events in past games, your character would just be stood there with a blank, dead smile on his face. Yeah. And it's like... No, in this game, your your player character emotes, and it's so good. It's just just a little bit. I don't know if it's like a lot. Remember that moment where like everything's gone to shit, and the Shinx runs up to them, and they have that sad smile. There's a smile, but the eyebrow, yeah. like it's mostly just like it's that's nuance got, right there. They've got like two eyebrow positions, <laughs> and they've got like a variety of mouths. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so protagonist wakes up like. In pajamas? I th- Those are like basically their pajamas, right? Were they? That's the kind of the vibe I got. They're what, did like your, sh- what did your guy wear? Shorts and a t-shirt? Because I thought that the shorts were like jeans. I don't know. I think like she looked like she was just, she was like in sandals. They, might, had, be like, casual, they might be casual wear, it might be pajamas, whatever. The point is, not Meiji Restoration era period accurate clothing. No, modern clothing. And uh, you're floating in the void of space and God's there and he's like, what up? <laughs> Uh, you f- you try to snatch your phone because it's floating away, but God's like, okay, mm, new case. And you wake up on a beach having apparently fallen from the sky. And <laughs> the thing I love about this game at the beginning is everyone fucking hates you apart from a couple of people. Yeah, they're like, you're a stranger. Yeah. You've been sent to destroy the world. We don't trust you. You're 15. If you can't fend for yourself, if you can't contribute to this village, we will send you out into the wilds to be fucking eaten by bears. And they- yeah, being able to f- help for yourself at this point. Pokemon are feared creatures back at this point in time. They yeah. don't understand Pokemon yet. Kev. 
Pokemon like Kiff. <laughs> that was a Pokemon cry. Yeah. They don't understand Pokemon yet, so they're, they fear them because they're fucking terrifying creatures. Like, yeah. your, your rival has a Pikachu for a partner and they're straight up like, why is this little thing able to make lightning come out of its cheeks? <laughs> and it's like, you know what? what? That's a valid question. Why is this? This is horrifying. It's valid. <laughs> it really does, like, call attention to the fact that, like, like more modern Pokemon games is like, yeah, no, they've just built a society in which, like, they've yeah. domesticated these things. Yeah. It wasn't always like that, and I actually really appreciate that. Yeah. The most recent Pokemon game, Pokemon were, you know, battled for sports. Yeah. Compared, like, in stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really, it really, like, takes it back and is like, yeah, how did we get to this point? Let's... Yeah. Let's so explore that. The fact that your character's from the modern day means that they could be like, oh, that's just, that's, that's, that's... That's a Pikachu, that's a friend. That's a Baneri. Like, I get it, it'll hate <laughs> you when you first catch it, but, like, it's a Baneri, look at it. Yeah, um, like, doesn't have a lot of fear in regards to Pokemon. And because, so is able to catch them and, yeah. like, become part of the Galaxy Expedition Team. <laughs> work on the first Pokedex of the Hisui region. And you go through and you, you, you're researching, and it's very much a research-based game. It's really cool. Yeah. You get, like, you're encouraged to just catch Pokemon for the sake of catching Pokemon. Yeah. like, you get more research stuff out of them. Or just battling them. Just, like, interacting with the game. But it's like, yeah. early on, your character does not is not happy about what their situation. Like, they, they're the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of the game, your character just constantly has a sad face on. Because they're like, oh, wow, everyone's being a, a jerk. And everyone's saying, like, get the fuck out. Sad face. What can I do to, you know, have a place to sleep? Yeah. Please, please, please let me sleep? The boss of the Galaxy Expedition team spends the entire game being like, there are still people who don't trust you, even though you're saving everyone's lives. He means himself. <laughs> he doesn't trust you. Yeah, he's a shit. And so, like, yeah, you, you, you know, you do the protagonist thing of you're just always there to help, but you're, like, you are feeling the things. Yeah. It's good. And, uh. there, It does a really good job of, like, having you feel what the character feels. Like, I feel like a lot of time in, like, RPG-type games, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, my character is sad. But, like, there's a point where, like, they kick you out of the village. Yeah. And I'm like... I felt personally betrayed. Yeah, <laughs> they they do this, this this like scripted event where you can't you you don't have your normal movement speed. You're just moving really slowly, and you're forced <laughs> to follow another another yeah. character, which also happens at the beginning. And then as you're walking past people, you you essentially get like text bubbles popping up on screen, like they're muttering about you behind your back. Yeah, being like, wow, I can't believe they do this. Guess we shouldn't have trusted an outsider from the sky. It's, it's like. like- I've been your friend. I've helped you so much. Yeah. And, like, you really feel it. Yeah. It's it's, it's very well put together. Yeah. Friend character. I can't call them rival because they're not rival in any sense. They are just your... Your counterpart. Yeah. So, your counterpart character has been part of the Galaxy Expedition team for a while. I believe their personality does actually slightly differ depending on whether it's Rei or hmm. Akari. But we've only played it once, so we can just... But we've played it each with these separate characters. Yeah. So we can... Maybe chime in with that if it becomes relevant. Yeah, so tell me, like, what is Akari like as a as a counterpart character? So, when you first meet her, she's like... She's she's pretty perceptive. Like, she figures out that you're there because someone's let you in. Probably Laventon. Mm. And she's, like, kind of bewildered by the idea that you'd just be welcomed into the Galaxy Expedition team. And then blown away when she hears that you managed to catch three whole Pokemon. Yeah. That's more than anyone on this Expedition team can do. And it's like, the fuck? And then you can do what? it again. <laughs> I, yeah, and then like, like so in my case, Akari's face. I love it. Anytime Lavington says anything remotely like 
odd or out of place. She gives the most deadpan stare. Like, eyebrows, <laughs> like, furrow. She's just like, you can't be serious. Like, you're telling me this kid fell from the sky? The fuck? It's so good. She is kind of, so the, or they're kind of nervous because shortly before you arrived, they had an accident where they got hit by a thunder shock. Mm. And so they're bad at battling a devil. Their character arc doesn't really go anywhere. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Like, you battled them with their Pikachu early on, and their Pikachu is shown as not being very close to their trainer, or their Pokemon wielder, or whatever they call them instead, because yeah. it's not trainers yet. And, like, it turns away from them at one point. And, like, but that doesn't go anywhere, because, like, they don't want to battle or whatever, and they eventually learn to battle, but they don't give a resolution to that arc, which mm. feels like a shame. Yeah. It feels like there's a, just a touch missing from that. Yeah. Um... But they they quickly grow to be your friends and stand by you. They're like an expert crafter. Yeah, that is doesn't like, get brought up much, but... For plot reasons, that does come up of like, hey, I can make things. And that's sort of the role that they fulfill rather than catching or battling. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of their their job. Yeah. So, Hogwarts house. I see two. Yep. I see two. I think I know it's two, but go on. Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the one hand, very protagonist, like, yeah. I'm going to help people, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to try to save the world. Da, da, like, da, da. Um, I'm just going to do the right thing, because it's the right thing to do. On the other hand, research. professional researcher <laughs> going out into the wilds to collect research and gather information. Yeah. But how much of that is them, and how much of that is that's what they need to do? I don't know. Both for the sake of staying in Jubilee Village... Yeah. to help Lavington, and because that's their divine mandate. Yeah. Uh, but also, when they are not the player character, but the companion, yep. um, they feel very not Gryffindor. They feel more Ravenclaw. Like, yeah. they're crafters, they're uh, explorers, like, they don't have a lot of confidence in battle. Uh, they're they're here to, like, learn and study things. There is also, of course, the point to go for Hufflepuff, because they're particularly good finders. They do find every Pokemon. That's There's that, too. But I think we go protagonist, whichever one it is, Gryffindor, yeah. and friend Ravenclaw. Yeah, that's, that's sort of how I feel like that is. So Akari and Ray... Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, respectively, depending uh, on who you are playing as. Now we've got the protagonists out of the way, we can get into the actual characters who are distinct characters. Yeah, those are probably going to be the hardest ones because they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next, Alex? Tell me about Laventon. Professor Laventon. I like Professor Laventon. Yeah. There are some people who don't care for Laventon. I think that I think he's great. Yeah. His fashion sense is horrendous. Yeah. He wears this really weird hat headpiece thing. His design is bad, but he's a sweetheart. I think it's just the head thing. Like, I kind of like the stubbly look. Like, he's kind of, like, he doesn't mm. have time to shave because he's so focused on doing this because the research is so important kind of idea. Yeah. Lamington is, it's not entirely confirmed. He's probably from Gala. Yeah. There is also speculation that he might come from an unnamed India-based region. Mm. The, ma- the main source for him... So the whole of the Galaxy Expedition team have come from other regions to yeah. this place, apart from presumably the player character who's probably from modern day Sinnoh. Probably. Um, but Lamington is probably from Galar for a couple of reasons. The most important one being Raichu's Pokedex entry, which calls back to some of the oldest Raichu Pokedex entries, which is so good. It talks about oldest Pokedex entries talk about Raichu being able to its Thunderbolt being enough to take out an Indian elephant. Okay. The the one the version in uh, Legends Arceus uh-huh. talks about Raichu Thunderbolt being able to take out a Copperaja. Okay. Which an Indian elephant. Yeah. And get which is such a good little touch, such a good modernization of that. 
but Lavington, because the Pokedex is written from Lavington's perspective, mm. and he specifically says the the Copperaja. I love it as well because Copperaja is not even in the game. The Copperaja yeah. from my home region. Oh, okay. So we know Copperaja from Gala, but even in Sword and Shield, it's talked about Copperaja being brought to Gala from another region. Right. So it's unclear if he means the original region that Copperaja came from, or the one that we know Copperaja from. He could be foreshadowing a future region that is maybe in very early stages of development. Maybe. It's possible. It's probably meant to be Gala for a couple other reasons. Like, the Galaxy Expedition Team headquarters has a Galarian wheezing smokestack. Yeah. Which, there's no other reason why it would have that. It It's probably Gala. Also, in all non-English language versions of the game, he peppers in a lot of English language phrases. Oh, okay. And the writing on his chalkboard uses the Scalarian script from Sword and does Shield. It really? Yeah, it does. It's okay, the only, well, that settles yeah, it. It's the only yeah. place in the game that does that. Otherwise, it's a different script. Okay, I, I would I would have led with that. That is compelling. Fair. I did slightly forget about that point. <laughs> I just really like the Pokedex point. Yeah. Larrington is a scatterbrained fuck. He's so good. He is entirely incapable of taking care of himself. I don't know why he chased after the Pokemon on his own instead of getting someone to come and help him. He just... It didn't think. Yeah. He's well-traveled. Like, so he's he's brought the starter Pokemon, Rowlet, Oshawott, and Cyndaquil from other regions on his travels. Yeah. Which is great. That's a fun way of getting that in there. Yeah. They, they talk about how he can't hit his own foot with a Pokeball. <laughs> so, kind of clumsy. Like, not... He's more of a bookworm type, yeah. not very... Uh, and he immediately player. adopts the player. He's like, yeah. you fell from the sky. You're mine, my, my friend now. I like you. Come back to the village. I'm going to make sure we can take care of you and stuff. Yeah, like, that's fascinating. You're probably full of information, and uh, you're my child now. And, the mo- like, when you get kicked out of the village, Lavington is immediately on your side. To be fair, like, yeah. all, all the major characters apart from one are on your side. Yeah. Um, but he he has your back. Yeah. From the get go until the end, like he that never wavers. Yeah. It's a good. Lavington's well, a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like he's there's a no possible other place for him to be. He is. He's a professor. He just wants to learn and understand more about Pokemon. That's he's what he is. Motivated entirely by knowledge. Yeah. And Big Hufflepuff vibes of like caring and. Sure. Yeah. Like, caring and willing to take in and this stranger and loyalty. Yeah. 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 Like, but Ravenclaw at the core. Yeah. Let's talk about Commander Commander. Let's talk about Commander Commando. Commando. Commando? Commander Commando. Which yeah. people do read as Commando because you gave the Commander a name very similar to the word Commander. Yeah, that's fair. Commander Commando. I guess I don't know if I'd ever said his name out loud. In my mm. head, it was just Commando. Commander Commando is the only character who with a conf- the confirmed by Nintendo ancestor. It's like, mm. many of the main major characters in this game are very obviously ancestors of modern-day Pokemon characters. Mm-hmm. This is the only one Nintendo has outright stated before the game released. Some of them, I think, were probably for the sake of spoilers. Some are because they're a lot more subtle yeah. than others. And that's great. And I'll get to those when we talk about those characters, and I love it. Uh, one character who's not on the list, actually, so I mentioned the person who runs the farm. I forget his name. Mm. Um, but he's a de- he's a descend he's an ancestor of Gardenia, the grass type gym leader. Oh, that's cool. Growing plants and like it's got the exact same hairstyle, that's but it, fun. Like, it's not relevant to any point in any way apart from just like look, see, they do a similar thing. Yeah. But yeah. And some of the major characters are some interesting polls too. Yeah. So the commander of the Galaxy Expedition Team, Kamado, is an ancestor of Professor Rowan. 
the professor mm-hmm. from Sinnoh, who gives you a start to Pokemon. And he fucking sucks. <laughs> not Rowan. No, Rowan's fine. Rowan's fine. I, I mean, he's not great or whatever, but, but he's But he fine. doesn't suck the way that Kamado sucks. Kamado, the whole game, mistrusts you as an outsider. He's... It's fucking racist, basically. He's using or you? Or xenophobic. Yeah, he's xenophobic, extremely. Uh, and he's kind of just, like, using you for your skills, and yeah. then as soon as he gets the opportunity to, like, throw you out, does. But also, every time you com- accomplish a major thing, he's just like, there are still people who don't trust you. And it's like, I've helped everyone in town. Who doesn't trust me? Right? Like, even the cl- the leaders of, like, the clans, like, they're, like, my best friends. I've befriended, yeah. like, all of the wardens. Like, who Adam and Ira to fucking love you. <laughs> what? Who's left? Like, Melly? <laughs> well, I don't care. Well, they're not in the village. We're not talking about them. That's fair. Uh, you know who's left is Benny. It's just, like... It's, it's, it's just, like... Kamado and Betty. At, like, at, like, 11 o'clock, once you've gone to bed, Kamado will go over to the Wallflower and sit down with Benny and be like, that fucking teenager. He's <laughs> talking shit. Fucking hates him. Benny, can you poison them potato mochi tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kamado does, however... Extremely overprotective. Wants to protect his village, his yeah. people. Like he thinks that he's doing the right thing. He thinks yeah. that you have brought about all of the bad stuff that's started happening since you showed up. Like I, it's a reasonable connection to make. To a point. Yeah, to it, a point. Except the fact that the the rift has been there for at least a little while before you got there. Yeah. Long enough that people have gotten used to it and aren't freaking out about it at every waking moment anymore. Yeah. And long enough for another character to have fallen from it and established a life for himself in this world. We'll get to him. <laughs> Fascinating. But um, yeah. Kamado and Benny at least came, were like some of the first people on the Galaxy Expedition team who came to Hisui. Having come from a village they lived in together that was ravaged by wild Pokemon, which is why he doesn't trust Pokemon at all. And mm. he still doesn't, even after you save the, beat the game, and he's like, you seem to treat Pokemon like friends. He's still perks and he doesn't trust them, even though he has some himself. Yeah. Um, he also dresses up like a knight at crucial moments. Because. Because. There are people who, from that, are like, oh, he must be an ancestor to Vikstrom, the Steel-type Elite Four member from Kalos, who also dresses up like a knight. No, we know that he's Rowan's ancestor. Are Rowan and that guy related? Probably not. But, yeah. but he also wears completely different armor. <laughs> that's, no, that's Two nothing. people can't wear suits of armor unless they're family. No. What? That's... What? <laughs> can't people only wear the same clothes if they're biologically related? No. I don't understand. You wear the same uniform as the rest of the... It's stupid. The core or whatever. You can dress up like Cyrus. You can. <laughs> you can. Kamado's a Slytherin. Yeah. Right? But he's, he's looking out for his own. Yeah, he's got that big fraternity vibes and also mistrustful and like trying to be successful in founding a new life for everyone. Yeah. He's super Slytherin. Yeah. He, like he's got ambition, like a lot yeah. of ambition too. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably he had enough ambition as well to become commander. Yeah. Benny fucking runs the, the, the <laughs> cafeteria. Benny is a follower less than a, more than than a leader. I mean, Benny's also a ninja. Yeah, but he just follows orders, even <laughs> as a ninja. Yeah. Kamado, Kamado is also, in a way, like, he's the leader of the evil team, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. It's great. At one point, and that, like, one of the wardens calls you a galaxy grunt. It's like, oh, I'm a grunt. 
on the team. Oh. This is what people have been wanting for so long. You're not an <laughs> evil team. You'll just inspire a future evil team. Yeah. That one of your bo- one of your bosses will later lead, or their descendant <laughs> will. But he's the leader of this team, of which you are a grunt, and he is the final trainer battle before the end of the story. Yeah, before not, the credits roll. He's not the actual boss. He's not the actual big bad. But he's almost treated like it. I mean, like, immediately after the battle, he gets down on his knees and begs for your forgiveness or whatever. Which I refuse. Yeah, fuck that guy. No. Yeah. Like, after, after that point, the game's like, he's cool now. He trusts you now. Whatever. Yeah. It's all settled. And I'm like, no. I still... <laughs> Yeah, especially... I do not forgive him. Like, so when you leave the village, he's like, the only reason you're, like, based on your previous work is why you're not being carried out of here in handcuffs and why I'm letting you go free. You get, Here's your chance to prove yourself before we go and take try and go up the mountain. And, like, it's, it's like half an hour of gameplay to go to, like, to go and <laughs> no. deal with what you need to do. It's, it's like, like, implied to be several days, it really but it's, like, is. such a short little segment of gameplay. Because you've already got the map fully explored, and you've got all the travel abilities. Like, you can just get there really easily, and, like, the, what you have to do is not it's lengthy. It's not that hard, yeah. So it takes, like, half an hour, and she's like, I've been gone... So let's, let's extrapolate. I've been gone a couple hours, and you've already, like, sent half the Galaxy Expedition team up the mountain. What the fuck? <laughs> Give me a day to prove myself and prove everything, and you don't have to do any of this shit. Yeah, well, that's because the half hour of gameplay is cutting out all of the travel time. Right, but... Like, the implied travel time. Yeah. <laughs> Still stupid. Mm. <laughs> Slytherin for Kamado. Yeah. Who's next? Silene. I like Silene. Silene is a really fun character. She's really fun. Silene is, again, not technically confirmed, but Silene is Cyrus's ancestor. The ancestor of the villain from Generation 4 games, from Sinnoh. She's Sundre. She is super Sundre. <laughs> she is the leader of the Survey Corps, which you, Laventon, and your friend character are part of. The team in the Galaxy Expedition team that goes out and researches Pokemon so they can understand them. There's also, like, the... the What are the guards called? The Security Corps? Security Corps, who, like, actually are supposed to be the ones good at battling. They're not. You have to do all the battling. Yeah. And there's a few other teams. There's, there's like the, a building corps. Yeah, the, the crafting corps and the yeah merchants. Yeah, mm, yeah. Medical like, corps. Yeah. Like it's actually a well put together team. Like it's not like they're just yeah. implied to be there. Like you do meet these characters. It's like Breath of the Wild. It's like Breath of the Wild in <laughs> right. a lot of ways. Put up a like Breath of the Wild counter. <laughs> um, Ding. <laughs> it's but it's like Breath of the Wild. Also, this is me saying this just because I'm inexperienced with video games. I'm sure there's plenty of video games that do this. There are but, other, like, yeah. open world games, but I don't play a lot of them. But every random little character and person is named. Mm. Consider, think about any Pokemon game. There's people, there's, like, NPCs all over the place that will, like, give you items or just give you little tidbits. The power of science is amazing. But they don't, they never have names. Every person in this game is named, even if it's never relevant. Yeah. And it gives such a level of world building that I love. It's very cool. All of the people in the village are people. Yeah. And you interact with many of them and you have side quests to help many of them. And it's like, it's populated like well in like a way that makes sense. Like yeah. all of these people have jobs. They have yeah. like things that they do specifically. One of the medical personnel in the medical corps, so she looks a lot like a typical nurse joy or a mm. Pokemon Center nurse. But also it's generally theorized that she's probably an ancestor of Mira, who's one of the characters you walk around with. Okay. She's in an optional area but she, and she had a cadaver, but like she's got the same like hairstyle as of. So mm. it's still drawing from a modern day Sinnoh design. Yeah. 
but also playing into the idea that yeah, she's got a connection to the Pokemon Center there, which is such a good little touch. That's very good. <sighs> so many good little touches in this game. So oh many. Just... What character were we talking Celine. about? Celine. Celine. <laughs> <laughs> so when she first meets you, like, so your friend character is like Akari Ore are like. Oh wow! You can't just appoint anyone to the survey call, or whatever. And Celine's like off screen. I'll allow it as long as they can fend for themselves. Like if you can't, we'll throw you to die. But you know, and <laughs> you prove yourself immediately. And they're like, okay, good enough. You're in. And like acts very cold and stoic the whole game. Like yes, fine, cool. Keep doing your job. Uh, Here's another mission for you. Go on, do your thing. I guess there's one little touch like in the middle where we learn it has no bearing on anything we learn she's afraid of bugs or, or possibly yeah. just Pokemon in general it's unclear I, I interpret it as the bugs because yeah. she has yeah there's a worm pull in her office and she's like fallen to the floor she has an Abra that she's there she's like Abra teleport the thing out of here now anyway your next mission is to go to the <laughs> Alabaster Wildlands <laughs> like it's clear like that. I think that's just showing that like she is putting on yeah. a lot of this facade like she's trying to be very business and like a leader and all that kind of stuff but she has a heart underneath all of that she has a personality when you get kicked out of the village it's like <laughs> this is when she like really gets to shine Yee. so first she like she has to lead you out but she does point out she fought for you to stay in love and she gives you some really good nuanced advice yeah. before you leave she's like ah, like the way other people perceive you is like doesn't matter like what other people think of you is not important what matters is who you are and what you're doing what matters to you and stuff and it's like that's really good it's for, yeah it's a really good message that a lot of people just need to hear anyway yeah like fuck yes Eileen it's great and then then after you're wandering around for a while eventually you set up base somewhere and you're like okay well I can access my items and Volo will sell me stuff so that's good but what about all my Pokemon how do I get my Pokemon and, and then, then just Abra, Abra appears. appears holding a letter <laughs> like, like that says it's from Silene and says like oh yes my Abra will uh, like liaise you with your, your Pokemon yeah. yeah so she she has fully enabled you to have access to all of the critical functions of yeah. the game essentially she's going out of her way yeah. kind of like risking her own position yeah. and I mean like you know they kind of have to because it's a video game and they've got to do yeah. this or whatever but like they could have figured out a different way to yeah. do it I'm sure it's just like it's a very good character touch to have it come through her eventually when you go back to town and the commander's not there she reinstates you to the galaxy team and then like your friend is like can you do that and she just like really it's like aggressively like if the commander didn't want me to make decisions then he shouldn't have left me in charge which is very good yeah. like she is like she is so done and you can say like she'll be like when you first walk into the room she'll be like oh good you survived it then well done and then you like you can say thanks to so and so or you can say thanks to her and if you say thanks to her she's like I have no idea what you're talking about my Abra disappeared of its own accord yeah it was very inconvenient for me yeah, she's just so like good. Playing dumb. And then the fi very final end game, there's a celebration festival, yeah. and there's a photo of that, and she's seen smiling and having fun it's at the so party, good. which she later denies. She's so sundry. She's just, I love her. <laughs> she's so good and nice, and it's such a shame yeah. that she, her ancestor tries to destroy the world. Well, I, but you know you can't <laughs> you ca you can't pick your family. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't personally raise Cyrus. <laughs> Probably. How old do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Cyrus just had like a really old great, 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 great grandma. You don't know. Mm. <laughs> anyway. What Hogwarts house is Sally? I, uh, I don't know. I want to say like Ravenclaw. She gives Ravenclaw vibes. Um, especially since she's like the head of the, the yeah. research. I think she might be Slytherin. 
I could see Slytherin as well. I think I think she is like almost the opposite end of the spectrum to what Kamado presents as a Slytherin. She is also ambitious. She's also a leader. She wants to. Mm. She wants like the ambitious work of the Pokédex completed. Sure. Yeah. Um. She cares about a very select few. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Slytherin. I like for Silene. The best kind of Slytherin. Yeah. Okay, next we get to talk about my two favourite characters. First up, ah. we got Adaman. Adaman! Because it's Diamond and Pearl, and he is the leader of the Diamond Clan. So there are uh-huh. two... At the beginning of the game, we're introduced to two native factions of people who live in the history region, the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. And the Diamond Clan worships Almighty Sinnoh, ruler of time. And the Pearl Clan worships Almighty Sinnoh, Ruler of space. <laughs> and they've had, like, a split in their yeah. once joint religion because they feel that their deity yeah. rules over a different so, yeah. thing. But turns out, so Sinnoh is the name of their old gods, I guess. They mm. later learn it was not the correct names, and I guess that's part of what they, they renamed the region in memoriam of that. I, I don't know, I guess. guess. It's not entirely clear. Adaman, as the leader of the... T- the Diamond Clan. So when you're first introduced to them, they are screaming at each other in the streets, and it's so they good. Hate they each fucking other. hate each other. Uh, <laughs> Adamant is impatient. He is all about making the best use of time. Like, yeah. we don't want to waste any time. That's a dishonor to Almighty Seno. Yeah. Adamant and Erida both mistrust the pirate first because for some kind of outsider. But also, so they show up because there's a problem. Like one of the noble Pokemon. Is frenzied. It's frenzied. Struck by lightning. Yeah. And it's a Pearl Clan lord. But they feel like they need help. Yeah. But they don't want to ask the Diamond Clan. But the Diamond Clan can't interfere because that could cause another war to happen. I think it's implied that like a level of peace was brokered. A level of peace was brokered by the Galaxy Exposition team potentially. Like they came along and helped negotiate peace. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of a strenuous. A very tense peace. Yeah. So they're trying to keep that. Yeah. And, and like, the leaders clearly want to maintain that, despite their personal dislike for each other. Yeah. So Adamant's like, yeah, we can't intervene because, like, it's their noble. And they don't want to intervene because it's their noble. It's really important to them. So they ask the Galaxy Expedition team to step mm-hmm. in to help out. Like, you're uh, a third party. Yeah. You can do this thing because we can't. And so the player steps up and they, they're they like, this random kid, really? They're good enough? And, uh, like, they hear, like, you've been able to catch Pokemon... They hear that you've been able to catch Pokemon, and they're like, well, okay, I guess we'll see. And then you do it. And then from then on, they love you. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, sweet. You are talented and great, and you are our favorite. You're yeah. going to fix all our problems for us. Adamant immediately becomes so chill with you, and it's like, yeah, okay, you're here to help out with the problems. And like... He doesn't that, got time to mistrust you. That, that Adamant has less of an arc, I think. Yeah, he is just sort of immediately chill. Yeah. And, like, he becomes a lot friendlier to the Pearl Clan as well. Like, like he has a line like, you know what, you Pearl Clan folks are all right. And Irida's like, oh, wow, finally you said something smart. Or whatever. It's like, come on, yeah. Irida. She, she takes her a lot longer to re- yeah. repay any of that. I ship that. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. That's reasonable. Um, when Kamado wants to throw you out, Adamine is, like, the first one to speak up, being like, what... Why would you throw them out? They All they've done is help us the whole time. Yeah. They're amazing. They've been nothing they're, but great. They're so good. I'm going to name my firstborn child after them. <laughs> and then Adam and Erida, once you're thrown out, 
they, they're like, we can't publicly be seen to help you because it could cause a war for us to outbreak with the Galaxy Exposition team and that would be also really bad. Yeah. So we're going to sneak around the commander's back and personally help out. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. We can't, like, provide you with resources as, like, a clan. Yeah. But, like... I can do it. Us individually, like, we'll... You know, we can't be seen walking together, but, yeah. like, go meet me over there. Yeah. And, uh, we'll... But you must choose. Only one of them can help you. Yeah, only one of them can help you. Um, who did you choose? I chose Adamant. Me too. Yeah. I've seen one or two people pick Irida, but I think most people picked Adamant because they liked Adamant more, because his development was better. Yeah. I he, just... He just seemed so much more friendly. Yeah, he became like, more chill. The choice was basically, like, which one would you rather hang out with? Yeah. For a little bit. And it's like Adamant, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's a chill dude. Yeah. What Hogwarts has for Adamant? Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. My instinct was Gryffindor, but go on. Um... Extremely friendly. Yeah. Uh, loyal. Loyal. Loyal to you, to his clan, to Almighty Sinnoh. Oh, uh, you know what? I just realized that there's a flaw with Hufflepuff. Why? He's very impatient. That's <laughs> true. So that might scoot him over to Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. He has no patience. He would, uh, what you might say, rush in. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say he's like, he's hardworking and like he's sort of built up. Yeah. He clearly, he's like built up a leader position. And he clearly cares a lot about yeah. his people and about like maintaining peace. Yeah. Leadership and is also a pretty Gryffindor quality. That's fair. Yeah, probably Gryffindor. Yeah. I've talked myself into it. Yeah. All right. So Irida. She has a lot of the same development and characterization yeah. as Adamant. She is all about space and, ah, oh, si Almighty Seno gave us vast history. It's so big, so there's plenty of space for everyone to live and be peaceful and shit. Yeah. The major... So apart from the fact that her story, her development is slower, the major separation point really for her is in when you go to the Cobalt Coastlands and you mm -hmm. meet uh, Polina. Yeah. Lena. So this is another friend from the Pearl Clan... I think it's probably a little bit older than Irida. I believe so. I think she's. I think she's implied to be slightly older. They're both fairly young, and they were both up for the position of leader of the clan. Yeah, and so Ir Irida's been trying her best. Polina, as a as a warden. Yes. Uh, she was warden to the Lord Arcanine yeah. until Arcanine fucking died. Yes. And becomes a ghost that you see later. <laughs> That's fine. And so she feels like she should just let... Like, Arcanine had a son. Yeah. Um, who, in theory, should be trained up to be the next lord. Yeah, you know, a little baby Growlithe. And she's like... But well, but, but, but that lord, but that Growlithe watched its father die. Yeah, it's got some trauma. It's got some healing that it needs to do. Yeah. And she doesn't want to push too hard. Yeah. She wants to let, you know... She cares about... Why are we talking about Polina this much when we're supposed to talk about? Because it's 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 relevant to the it's relevant to the yeah. She she makes this call that some people don't think yeah. is correct. Yeah, Irida tells us that a lot of people think that Polina is like failing as a lord, and she's trying like she she doesn't want that to happen. She's trying to she doesn't want to push Polina, but also she kind of has to. She's trying to be gentle about it. Yeah, Polina gives us so much shit for it though. I yeah. don't like Polina. Yeah. I, got, I had the impression that, like, Irida agreed with what Polina was doing. Like, that she was like, yeah. I, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And, like, At I least don't to want, a point. Yeah, I don't want to interfere. interfere. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just other people. But we do... But we like, but, but we do need a lord. Yeah. Like, she, see, she sees both sides of it, essentially. She does, yeah. Polina also gives Irida shit because... Per, per, because Irida will frequently call Polina 
Lena, an old friendly nickname, and she's like, stop calling me that silly nickname in front of other people. It's like, chill the fuck out. She's your friend. Yeah. Like, she makes Irida feel... Like, I think Irida's st- development is slower because she is f- feels worse as a leader because of this. Yeah. She feels less competent. She she's feels much, less confident and competent. She's much Arid. newer as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I that is a lot of what her story is. Yeah. Is that, like, she isn't very confident. Yeah. Not yet. And, like, especially, like, Polina, I feel like there's some... History? Yeah. Like, she feels... Because they were both up for... Yeah. For a leader. And it, she probably feels that, like, it should have been her. She's some people think and... that they... Or some people briefly thought that they were dating until it was confirmed that Polina is in a relationship with someone else. Yeah. And it's like, really? You see that? Because from what, my perspective, Polina fucking hates Irida. Yeah, maybe they used to date and it ended poorly. But... Yeah. <laughs> so I think Irida, you could give the Hufflepuff side, though. Like, yeah. So yes, she has her slower development and all, but she's very loyal to the player. She is patient and hardworking. Yeah, she's much more patient. She is hardworking. She's, she's doing just... her best. She is trying to... She's, she's working so hard to do the what she feels like is the right thing and to mediate. Yeah. Like, she's she's very much, like, like you said, she sees both sides of things and she's trying to find that middle ground. She's trying to please everyone. And yeah. that she's not going to be able to do that all the time. But yeah. she tries, she works really hard to try to find the solution that works for everyone. Yeah. And that feels very helpful, Puff. Our final main character. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Volo. Volo! <laughs> oh, by the way, Adam and Irida, as far as we know, don't ha- aren't anyone's ancestor. We don't. Oh, really? Well, we don't know that they're an ancestor to anyone. There's no obvious match character for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. There's theories. Some people think. Some people think that or recognize traits in both of them that might be Barry's ancestor. Oh, that's fun. So maybe they both go together in the very. <laughs> uh-huh. Just saying. Create peace between the clans by making out. By fucking. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's what you'd have to do to have an ancestor. I mean, not an ancestor, a descendant. Ancestor and descendant are stupid. <laughs> They're just, whatever. Stupid words. Family. Yeah. Ohana. <laughs> Volo. Volo. So, Volo. So. <laughs> so, Volo. <laughs> Let's talk about Volo. Let's talk about early game Volo. Yeah. Volo, you're introduced to as a member of the Ginkgo Guild, which we haven't talked about because it's not remotely relevant just, to anything else. They're the people who sell you stuff. They're the merchants. Well, they're, they're not even the main shop, though. They're just there to sell specialist items. Yeah. And they're just there. I think... So, so it's unclear. There's a place in Sinnoh on the other side of the region called, or in Hisui. It's called Ginkgo Landing. So implying mm. that like this is where they came to the region. They came to the region from the opposite end to the Galaxy Exposition team. But also Volo... Talks about having lived in Sinnoh his whole life and been or history and like having ancestors there and stuff. Yeah, they're kind of another third party. Yeah, like they're not really affiliated with the Galaxy team or either of the clans. Yeah, they just kind of. Most of them aren't relevant, but Volo wanders around selling stuff. Meets you early on and is like, "Ah, cool, let's have a battle." And you battle him and it's fine. And talk frequently talk like you meet Volo throughout the game at random times just for little conversations and cutscenes and he frequently talks about you being one of the guild's best customers like I ain't ever bought shit from you like I have never bought anything from you I never had the chance to buy from you you're never around when I can shop (laughs) in the end game of the story you do get to buy from Volo which is great Volo is essentially your like last minute stop before the end game one opportunity two two opportunities two opportunities to shop from Volo yeah Volo is also your shop while you've been 
uh, extradited from yeah. the, the team. Because he's like, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, I'm not affiliated with yeah. any of the groups. I can openly help you. Yeah. There's no... No and it's great, and it's like, oh, I have one friend in the world. And Volo takes you to someone else who, like, will help you more and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's, he, he he seems so helpful and so supportive yeah. and so friendly. And, like, he's he's clearly, like, interested in your whole situation. Like, wow, you have t- some of the plates from Almighty Sinnoh. And- yeah, he seems genuinely excited and interested yeah. about, like, learning things. So um, in the post- his design is really nice. Like he's just yeah. very pleasant to look at. So in the post game, also like it's never confirmed in the early game, but it's pretty clear from design that this is supposed to be Cynthia's, Cynthia's ancestor. Yeah, and like you know, so clearly some kind of significance. And like I always got vibes from Volo being like, I feel like you should be more important than you are. Like you just keep showing up and having conversations, and then like. As the India game is just like, huh, I guess you are just a friend who's just here to help out and help yeah, you get through this Yeah, you're just a nice guy. In the post game, you've got to complete work on the Pokedex and you've got all these, uh, like, you've got this stuff to do. Volo helps you out, but he takes you to this person who tells you about all the myths and legends of Hisui. He helps you collect the plates. Helps you collect the plates and then takes you to the top of Mount Coronet, formerly the Temple of Sinnoh, and i got to talk about this here because it's such a good touch. Oh, yeah. So the Temple of Sinnoh, when you first go up to Mount Coronet on on the top, a temple that is fully intact and has statues of the ten noble Pokemon that you've yeah. encountered throughout the game. So it's like, okay, so these are clearly important to Sinnoh. Why aren't they here in the modern day? Because it gets blown up. When you summon Dialga and Palkia, the whole place fucking explodes and becomes the spear pillar that we know in the modern day. This ruins remains and volo in this final scene straight up says like i believe it is based on like an actual japanese myth about a spear pillar like of like broken pillars piercing the sky like spears Mm, sure and like volo describes it like that and so like clearly that's why it gets renamed and so like in theory the spear pillar that you first saw in diamond and pearl 15 years ago was always like turns out these pillars were once statues of electrode and braviary (laughs) That's so good. It's very good. This game does such good work building on the world and lore like, established by this old game. Yeah, taking what was already there and making it... Like, this is clearly yeah. going to be a series going forward. This has become one of the best-selling, most popular Pokemon games of all time. I, yeah. I really hope they that they t- do more. They titled it in a way that's like, clearly they're going to do more. It's not just Pokemon Legends. It's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes, we could do Pokemon's Legends. They're going to do more. But it was such a good choice to start with Sinnoh because Sinnoh has the most established lore about its legends. It was so good. You've got the creator deity who made made beings to rule over time and space and they made beings to rule over the mind. And it all just... Yeah, it's good. It's such a good place to start before going... further into other places later. It's got a lot of, like, um, creation myth, like, built into it. So Volo explains... Yeah, we're beating around the bush here. I know. Volo explains, like, so you've got 17 of the 18 plates, and the 18th one is right here! Okay, so you... The way that you said that made it sound like this came out of nowhere. And for you, from what I understand, Volo's turn did come out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. You did not see it coming. Yes. Whereas... In the in the little bits of dialogue leading up to yeah. the reveal, I was catching on that like 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it turned out to be a bad guy? He's kind of talking like a bad guy in some of these clips. Like, yeah. why is he talking like this? Ha <laughs> ha shit. <laughs> you were probably also slightly influenced by the fact that I wanted you to keep playing so you knew something was coming. No, no? I, I did not think... I, I was like... I didn't think that it was leading towards... Not, a, not originally. Like, I don't know. Like... Fair enough. I didn't think that you were encouraging me to play the game because of some character... Oh, okay. Like twist like that. I thought that I was supposed to get to some plot thing. Well, this is, I mean, yeah. It is a plot thing, but it's not what I was expecting. I didn't think that that's why you encouraged me to keep playing. Well, yeah. This is a character podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, like, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I thought you just didn't want me to get spoiled for, I don't know, more Pokemon stuff. Anyway, Vola reveals that actually they're the big bad. They are the one that opened the rift in the sky, because they (laughs) they wanted to meet Arceus. (laughs) <laughs> and they talk about having a goal basically the same as Cyrus is wanting to make a new better more perfect world and they knew not to go for Dialogue or Palkia like like, like Cyrus does they wanted they went they were going straight for Arceus yeah and when that fails Giratina yeah they accidentally summoned Giratina the forgotten lost redheaded stepchild from the yeah. alternate dimension of like chaos and darkness yeah. or whatever. And know. so fucked over the world to do that. And they're like, why do you get it? I've been here worshipping Sinnoh my whole life and blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so they battle you. And Cynthia's theme kicks in. And suddenly <laughs> that music that terrifies so many players as the champion theme is now a villain theme. It's very good. And he battles you using mostly Cynthia's team. Milosic replaced with Ar- Hisui and Arcanine because Milosic's not in the game, but basically yeah. Cynthia's team. And it's and then with Giratina in multiple forms. Yeah. I, <sighs> yeah. Um, I have not yet <laughs> beat Volo. I've beaten Volo a couple times. I haven't gotten past Giratina. I've yeah. had enough of a team left to beat Giratina. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not the only one who has no. had found has found this difficult. Many players have said this battle is incredibly difficult for them. I found the Volo fight easy, but spoiler alert. Once you've beaten the Pokedex, you do get to fight Arceus. His name is in the game. And I found that fight crazy fucking hard. It took me three hours and many attempts. <laughs> Your brother did it first try. Yeah, watch. I, I, it'll turn around on me and I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Is it more set up like one of the... um One of the noble fights? Yes, yeah. it is. Which for those for me were like... Those were the hard ones for you. No, some of them were really easy. Okay. And then some of them were hard. It sort yeah. of depended on the mode of... Yeah. Like the format of the thing. Yeah. Um, but my team is super under leveled because yeah. I was uh, yeah. playing. I was trying to do the plot stuff so we could record this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my <laughs> team's not very strong currently, and so now I get to play the, do the fun things and the side quests. Yeah. Um, and Volo's just up there on the mountain waiting. For yeah. me. <laughs> so anyway, Volo like has spent the entire game like very much like Cynthia traveling around trying to learn more about the myths and legends of the region mm-hmm. like it it plays into him being Cynthia's ancestor really well yeah just he took it to he's the first Pokemon villain big bad you don't fight until you've completed stuff in the post game it's kind of weird. The story really doesn't end when the credits roll in this game. Yeah, it's a weird choice to put the credits there. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, there's still so much going on. I probably would have put the credits after the Volo fight. Yeah. But also, like, like, so you haven't got there yet, but, like, there is stuff that carries on almost immediately after the Volo fight. Hmm. It's not, like, major story stuff, but it is stuff. Sure. 
what Hogwarts has for Voldemort? I don't know. There's argument. So Ravenclaw is a strong argument. Yeah, Ravenclaw comes to mind immediately. I could see Salerian as well, obviously. Yeah. But I think Ravenclaw is more interesting. Yeah. I think it is coming from an intellectual desire to make the world a better place. Yeah. Like, his plan... So he goes around and he's like gathering all of his information. Yeah, he's basically. learning. He's not. He's like Cyrus makes a lot of mistakes in his whole plan. Mm. And like the so Cyrus's plan in Diamond and Pearl, Platinum, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, is to create the red chain from by using Nesprit as Elf and Uxie to bind Dialga, Palkia, Geratina, or whomever it is. Yeah. To b- bend to his will and like that breaks, but. You use the exact same plan in this game in order to be able to meet Dagger and like yeah. or Palkia and catch them to help you. Like, and in your version, it's successful because you're you you've got better information. It's like yeah, yeah. But so Volo doesn't do that because Volo's smart and has learnt better. Yeah, Volo is going around. He's gathering this information, and then he is using that information to try to yeah. reach his goal. Yeah, and his goal is essentially like. Because of the things that he knows, he knows that the world could be better than it is. Like, it all sort of comes back to, like, an intellectual uh, way of looking at things. Yeah. Like, logically, the world could be better. Yeah. So why shouldn't it? It's the, like, it's that, the atheist argument of, like, if there is a knowing, if there is a loving God out there, why is there a bad thing? Which... Yeah. We can get a whole theological debate about that, but let's not. Yeah. Um, But... Within the realm of Pokemon, he wants, like, Arceus isn't necessarily a loving creator deity. We don't know exactly what. We just know creator. So Volo's like, hey, this place you made fucking sucks. I'm going to make <laughs> I, a... I was bullied as a child once. And... I want to make a new world. With blackjack <laughs> and hookers. <laughs> In fact, forget the new world. <laughs> Rips off his, uh... <laughs> His uniform to reveal His fucking outfit. Whatever he's wearing. Uh, oh man, that cutscene though. Can I talk about that cutscene? Of course you can. I love. Oh, I've seen it many times because I have, <laughs> I have failed to be Volo many times. I keep trying, but my team's just not there yet. Yeah. Um, that cutscene where he like reveals himself, <laughs> and like Giratina appears in this like black cloud of the. Yeah, you know, the thing, and is like behind him. Distortion and... world. Yeah, Ugh, it's so cool. Yeah. It's framed so cool. It's so intense. His face like... goes so evil. Yeah, that the reveal of that just mm, beautiful. I'm glad I've gotten to see it many times, honestly, because every time it's a treat. I'm glad it was a big plot twist for me, at least. And like I've seen, I've seen some people. <laughs> it was, spec- no, it was a plot yeah. twist for me as well. I've seen some people speculate, like during the story, like, oh, well, Velo might be the bad guy here because I don't know. It seems kind of weird, but like, it's not very. It's very, very subtle. When you played Sword and Shield, <laughs> and the game boots up, and you're introduced to the game by by Chairman Rose. <laughs> just like i do not trust this man you are the bad guy (laughs) you are the bad guy i don't need to be told anything else i know you're the bad guy when you played sun and moon like team skull are obviously a red herring they're like the biggest joke of a team ever yeah and you're also in the first cutscene you see lily being chased by by people from the ether foundation so it's already established that and you meet lusamine who's really skeevy yeah turns out she's the bad guy what Every Pokemon, when I played, going back even further, when I played X and Y, I remember there's um, a conversation between Lysander and, there's a conversation between Lysander and Diantha, 
And I remember thinking at that point, man, it'd be such a cool twist if instead he... Because they're talking about like making the world a more beautiful place or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I he's think, yeah, like aggressive about one, it. And she's yeah. like, no, we've got to do it this way. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be a cool twist if she's the villain instead? Because yeah. one, we haven't, we've still, to this day, not really had a, fe- a female leader of an evil team. Like, mm. Lusamine is the closest thing we've got to that. Yeah. And also, just like the really guy, the guy who's really aggressive about it being actually like i mean yeah i i want to fucking make changes but not like this that would be so good yeah that would be fine this game finally it's a plot twist who the villain is i suspected kamado was going to betray the player pretty quick sure because he spends the whole game talking about how much he fucking hates you yeah i never suspected volo yeah i, I did i didn't until like the end where he starts kind of like talking i thought there was different. more to volo i did not think he was going to be mm. the big bad responsible for ripping open the hole in the sky yeah it's very good i think it's very subtle um and like i said like it when it happens i was like haha wouldn't that be funny and then like it happens like it was a very subtle thing that i was picking up on i fucking love this game it's very good it's so good so good Alex, I think it's time. It's time. It's time for the lightning type round! <laughs> what? It's called? It is in the trading card game. Fine. <laughs> Technicalities! Fine. Ugh. <laughs> the trading card game is stupid in its typing. Oh, yes. Everything about the card game is stupid. Colorless type. You know why it's called colorless type, though? Mm. Because the card game was made by Wizards of the Coast, and colorless is a thing in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> All right, tell me about Mai. Mai is one of the wardens of the Diamond Clan, warden to Weirdeer, and ancestor to Marley from modern-day Sinnoh. She's pretty chill. She's just, like, she's the first one. She's not sure what to make of you at first because you have, you are completely untested at this point, but you take down an alpha for her, and Weirdeer gives you his trust, so she's like, all right, yeah, you're, you're cool. You're good. Uh, yeah. Later on, when you're, like, out in the wilds and trying to find somewhere to stay, like... She's like uh, talk about being unable to help you for the Diamond Clan, but pretty chill. I'm gonna go Gryffindor. I like that vibes. I like that. Alex, tell me about Leon. Leon is a young boy. Yeah. Uh, he's got a big cowboy hat. He's yep. Probably the ancestor to Clay. Clay. Yeah. Uh, from Unova. So the first ancestor we've got of a character not from Sinnoh, uh, hmm. which is fine. There are there are people who are like. Oh, I, I wonder who this person's ancestor could be. Well, it can't be that person because they're not from Sinnoh. It's like, have you ever heard of travel? All these characters are immigrants anyway, or many of them are. Yeah. Like, they can go to other places. Or maybe... Well, no, Leon's not an immigrant, is he? No. no. The, he's in the parkland. <laughs> so I was going to say, like... But he's not an immigrant, but he his family will immigrate. Yeah, yeah. Um... He is, he likes he likes rocks. He likes rocks. I'm gonna say he's a Ravenclaw. Because, yeah, like I, he's very interested in like the study of geology mm. and rocks and stuff. Also, he's warden to the noble Cleaver. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Mine, Which mine. he uses to excavate. Yeah, he, rocks. Yeah, it's it's a it's a neat little touch. It didn't yeah. really need to be there. It could have been any other number of things, but because he uses it to yeah. get the red chain. And again, because. Stuff. You're, because this is the first frenzy you come up against, the first noble you come up against who's in a frenzy, mm. very mistrustful of the player at first and still not even sure afterwards. Like, the wardens to the nobles are often like, I don't know if we should actually be doing this because they're like, maybe they should be frenzying. Maybe this is the power of Almighty Sinnoh. Yeah, like maybe this is happening for a reason. But, you know, helps out and does the right thing. Yeah. Sort of, um, the, they tend to be kind of mistrustful 
distrustful of of the whole thing going on in general, like yeah. all of that stuff. Um, but when their leader steps up and is like, "This is how we're going to handle this," yeah, most of them are they, chill. They just... sort of deflect and are like, "Okay." Yeah, Lean's just the first one going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems he's he's chill. He's mm. fine. Uh, tell me about Arezu. Arezu, <laughs> ancestor of Mars, so is named Ares. <laughs> stupid. Arezu's great, though, actually. She, I like her. She's a warden of the Diamond Clan again, warden to uh, Lilligant. Yes. No. Yes? No? Wait. Yes, Lilligant. That whole little arc is kind of like, whatever, because Ursula has a bigger impact on me from that arc. Mm-hmm. But warden to Lilligant, who also b- ends up becoming the town's hairdresser and replaces the old person, which is fun. It's yeah. so random. Yeah. Most of the other wardens don't do anything after you've do- you're done with them, but yeah, fine. She, like, was trying to... I oh, I can't remember the details. It's a little unclear. I almost got the impression that she kind of did some stuff on purpose. But she shows up saying, Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Ursa Luna of the Pearl Clan is is also in a frenzy. And there's a, mis- there's a confusing line of dialogue here. Because Kamado says, Oh, even Pokemon that aren't nobles can frenzy. And it's like, I thought that they were nobles. Because like, the right Pokemon I thought are still nobles. Because they have wardens. I don't know. Um, and mm. like, oh yeah, the Pearl Clan just didn't want to talk about it, so I came here in secret. Turns out the reason they did that is because Lilligant was actually in a frenzy, and some of its like pollen or something had rubbed off on Ursaluna, so Ursaluna was a bit, a bit angry, yeah. not in a frenzy. Yeah. And so we're just trying to like get help to see what that was going on, so they could try and help Ursaluna or, or could help Lilligant on their own. So really, w- was trying to do the right she thing. She was trying to help without like breaking any rules or getting in trouble yeah. and sort of going around. But also without asking for help from the people that she should be asking for help from. <laughs> yeah. Which is not the best yeah. choice. She meant well. Yeah. House. <sighs> I guess I'm gonna go Slytherin because she okay. d- doesn't want to rely on people as much. Like, mm. but like a, a very, very friendly Slytherin. Yeah. How about Calibur? She's the old lady warden to Ursaluna. Yeah, the big leaf. She has a big leaf and she has a bibberel. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does not trust you at no. all. <laughs> um, but she grows on you. Yeah. Like once you sort of prove yourself to her, she's like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I should change more. She has like a whole little like, she has a, turnaround. She has a it's real nice. turnaround. Yeah. Like, Where she's like, you know what? Like, maybe maybe you're right. Like, yeah. maybe I'm too stuck in the old ways. And but... becomes open to the Pearl Clan as a result. And yeah. Actually, the Diamond Clan and helps out uh, Aritsu yeah. when she's got like a sprained ankle. And... Yeah. Like, yeah. I really liked that for her a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was a great little arc. It was very good. Um, I think she's a Hufflepuff. Okay. Like, like a kind of, like, really stubborn Hufflepuff yeah. that, you know, eventually turns around and, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Polina. So, Polina. We already talked a lot about Polina. Fucking hate her. <laughs> Warden to the Lord Arcanine. Very mistrusting. Has a relationship with Iskin, though. She's really nice to Iskin, the next person on this list. And their relationship is great. Yeah. Just hate everything about her interactions with Irida. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hate her as much as you do. Yeah. I didn't love her, but... I just, I just really like... Adamant and Irida. Sure. And so I'm like, why are you being mean to my girl? <laughs> what Hogwarts house? Slytherin. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. She's ambitious and she yeah. is stubborn and she's going to do things her own way. You're right, you're right. Um, and she does not care. Uh, she, yeah. Yeah, so now that I've told you about Melina, tell me about Iskin. Iskin <laughs> is of the Diamond Clan. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's so sweet. He's got like like he says he he hedges a lot. Yeah. He he doesn't seem very like outwardly confident. Oh, he's like well, he's 
He's a big scaredy cat. Yeah. Like, he's scared of, like, oh, you need Dusk Noir to feed Basculegion. He's warden to the uh, to Basculegion. Yeah. And his favorite food is made with Dusk Noir. Dusk Lops. Not even Dusk Noir. Dusk Lops. And it's scary. He's, like, afraid to say the name of yeah. the Pokemon. Um, but he'd ste- he'll he'll always step up and do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's very fearful, but brave. Big Neville energy. Big Neville energy. Yeah. His you rela- saw where I was going yeah. with that. His like, relationship yeah. with Polina starts because he stepped up to help out. I forget exactly in what way, but I think during the situation with Arcanine dying, I think he saved her. Yeah. Uh, her and Arcanine, like, got washed out to sea or something and yeah. drowned. Yeah. Um, which makes when, like, baby Growlithe swims across the ocean. Oh, yeah. So, like, oh. It's, it's oh. freaking huge. My baby. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like, he was using Basquilegion to... He saved Polina, yeah. essentially, because she was trying to swim out to save her Pokemon and was unable to. So instead of her, both of them dying, yeah. he saves her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how that went down. Something like like that. What Hogwarts house? Didn't I already say? I don't think so. Gryffindor? Okay. Remember his big Neville energy? Yeah, we said that. I don't think you actually said Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. It's Gryffindor. Yeah. Aw, <laughs> uh, you get... Tell me about Ingo. <laughs> Ingo. I love, I love. Ingo was first introduced in Pokemon Black and White 11 years ago as one of the subway bosses of Unova's Battle Subway with his twin brother, Emmett. Oh, he left his twin behind? Yeah, oh yeah. Did you, did you think they were identical by coincidence? I don't remember what the what the other one looked like. I he's literally the exact same, but mirrored, and they have one of them has a white coat and one of them has black. Aww. Ingo is from the modern day, like you, and apparently got sucked back in time, and we don't know why. There, yeah, we it, don't know it why. Is explained he why doesn't you. remember anything. He got major amnesia going back, and some people think the player did too. I don't personally, but some people think, that, yeah, that's not how I read it either. Yeah, but he has flashes of memories as well about the modern day, and like he remembers, like I had a partner who looked like me, and I had a pre- precious Pokemon, and I remember something about people battling with Pokemon called trainers, and so he is that like he does yeah. also get like uh, Aritsu, he does get a position in town later. Um, like, you can go and talk to him to battle many side characters mm-hmm. and stuff, which is great. Because that's the only way you can do trainer battles in the post-game. Yeah. Because um, he's like, yeah, I, I have these visions of yeah. this world where people in Pokemon live side by side. Yeah, they battle. bond by battling together. I'm going to try to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. He's the only warden who keeps his Pokemon and Pokeballs as a result. Yeah. He's, he's a warden of the Pearl Clan because the Pearl Clan found him and took him in and he just proved himself being good with Pokemon, I guess. Be- much like the yeah. player character. You were found by the Galaxy team. He was just found by the Pearl Clan. Yeah. And they didn't fucking kick him out and be racist and be like, yeah, <laughs> oh, you fell from the sky. He's bad. Like, they were like, man, this guy's really good yeah. with Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know if they know that he fell from the sky also. I don't know if it's ever said No, they that do. Directly. They do. They know. Do he, they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was implied that he just kind of like, showed Vo- up. Volo's trying to ask his, uh, uh, Ingo questions and Volo's like, uh, in- in- Ingo and Iskin are right next to each other on the list. Yeah. Uh, Ingo's like, oh, I don't really remember much. You're better off asking player character instead. Because yeah. they had similar experiences. Ingo. Hufflepuff. Go be Hufflepuff. Yeah, I really like him. Also... Because he was a subway conductor, he remembers things about trains. There are no trains in this region, but he talks like he's conducting a train the whole he time. He does, yeah. He leads you through a cave. and Be he's careful like... not to become uncoupled from me. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> also, Warden to Sneasler. Fucking Sneasler. Sneasler. <laughs> 
Oh boy, Alex, you get to tell me about Melly. I know, I saw that on the list, and I was like, man, you get to gush about Ingo, and I get Melly. So we love Ingo. Don't love Melly. Don't love Melly. Melly is a jerk. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you need a jerk character. Yeah. He thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. Um, he's mediocre at best. Yeah. His head-to-body ratio seems off to me. That's that's nothing. That's mm. not important. I just don't think his model looks right. He's warden to the Lord Electrode. And he for, constantly, before and after dealing with Electrode, is like, No! Electrode should frenzy! It's the sign of Almighty Zeno! And like everyone's just like, Can you not see that Electrode is obviously in fucking pain? Yeah, like he's miserable. You shithead. Um... Also, a fun thing was that the electrode fight was like one of the hardest for me. <laughs> Just like, <sighs> yeah, it, it was it was rel- more challenging than any of the previous ones for me, at least. Yeah, I felt the the five noble fights throughout the game. I feel like ramped up in difficulty really well. Sure, I I struggled more with that one than like the next ones. Yeah. Um, but just like different modes of gameplay are harder for different people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, I really don't like this one. Fuck you, Millie. Hogwarts House. Slytherin. <laughs> Tell me about Garrick. Garrick is uh, the final warden of the Pearl Clan, warden to the Lord Avalug. He's the one with the pompadour? Blue? Yeah. Okay, sure. I don't remember pompadour. He's got blue hair and he's shirtless living in the friggin' frozen wastelands. <laughs> Which is like, a really fun touch. Yeah, nowhere near confirmed, but give me big. Um, oh, what's his name? The ice type gym leader who's an actor from Unova. Mm. I forget his name, but feels very similar to that. Partly because, probably because they're partly both they have blue hair and they're shirtless and they have <laughs> ice type affinity. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, he's shirtless. He like, he's just like, haha! I am buff. See if you can defeat Avalog. That's fine. Haha. I'm going to climb this sheer ice wall that even Sneasler, the climbing Pokemon, can't climb. Haha. See you up there. Super Gryffindor. Yeah. Big time Gryffindor. Alex, tell me about Sabi. She's the final lord of um, right. Raviari. Sabi is the little girl. Little girl. Who's maybe clairvoyant? Yeah. She, she herself doesn't even seem to know. She's weird about she it. She seems really coy about it. Yeah. Like, she probably knows, but she doesn't want to let on yeah. the truth. Um, she just wants to play. Pretty much. She, she plays just, hide and seek. Yeah, she wants to play hide and seek. She's like, ah, come find me, and you gotta go find her. Yeah. Which is was a little bit annoying, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Um, she's probably a Hufflepuff. Sure. I think she just wants to have a good time. Yeah. Tell me about Benny. Benny is the chef for the Galaxy Expedition team at the Wallflower, who is one of the most aggressive people to you when you first arrive in the village and tells you to get the fuck out. Yeah. And then throughout most of the game just makes you potato mochi until the end game when you're going to confront Kamado on top of Mount Coronet and here's another plot twist villain that I didn't see coming. That's what I did not see coming either. Benny, turns out, is a ninja who does Kamado's dirty work that the commander can't be seen to be getting involved with and tries to take you out. And at this point, so Benny's got green hair and then battles you with Gardevoir and Gallade and you then like... This is the kind of reveal. Benny is actually ancestor to Wally from the Hoenn games. Yeah. Using Wally's signature Pokemon. And in the post game, we'll tell you, well, I'm done here in Hisui. Time to move on to a place with a more temperate climate. Oh, wow. Because Hoenn is very like the yeah. warmest region they've done. Yeah. And Sinnoh is the coldest, at least in the Japanese regions. Oh, that's cool. It's a really good touch. And it's like, 
there is like he doesn't look like Wally at all, really. But he's an old man with a mustache. Why yeah, would he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I feel like they play with that a lot with like changing the gender yeah. or the age. Most of the ancestors are really subtle. Yeah. In good ways. And like, like the like the one that's like Clay. You're like he doesn't look anything like Clay, and I'm like he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. And boots. <laughs> and, and he's got the same hair color. He's just a small child. And he has the same man. interests. Yeah. Like, he just... likes rocks and, like, gems and stuff. Because, like, there's so many reasons Clay why. Clay opens minds. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, his his look is very different because yeah. he's a small child rather than, yeah. you know, a full-grown man. Like, they, they, they handle that so f- in so many fun ways, I feel like. Benny is a sneaky fucking Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Alex, tell me about Zisu. Zisu is the big buff battle lady. She's like... Oh, Zisu! Yeah, in the security call. Yeah. And she, like, teaches your Pokemon moves and stuff. I have not spent as much time with her as I should. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, my team is under level. Important points. Big buff battle lady. She's a Gryffindor. I like her. She's chill. Sweet. Tell me about Troy. So Troy. I put a couple of the shopkeeper people on here because they felt like you interact with them a lot and you do yeah. tasks with them, but they don't have a lot going on. Troy is in head of the general store where you buy Pokeballs and potions and shit. He's the one that you do all the little quests You have a little sub- side quest where you have to go back and forward with the supply core because the supply core refused to give him gifts. Uh, uh, refused to give him... Goods. Goods. Supplies, as it Supplies, were. Supplies, yeah. Um, and you learn, like... Tahua, ahead of the supply court, he's next on the list, tells you that Choi stole something precious from him. You figured out what it was basically immediately. Yeah, I was like, oh, he married his daughter or something. It was his granddaughter. But yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's silly. But Choi is just trying his best. He just wants to help. I'm going to go Ravenclaw. Okay. Maybe it's the glasses. Maybe I'm just... Sure. But I'm going Ravenclaw. Alex Tahua, head of the supply court. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking, I was like, what would I have put... Choi in because I don't think oh. I would have said Ravenclaw, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Lightning bolt. Tauhua is a grumpy old man who doesn't like his grandson grandson in law <laughs> because no one is good enough for his precious granddaughter. <laughs> uh, Slytherin. Sure. <laughs> Using his position of power to like yeah. be mean to a specific person. It yeah. just yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me about Anth. Anthe. Anthe. Is the clothier in town? I like. And I guess clothier is a word. (laughs) Yeah, clothier is a word. She's where you buy clothes and or get the clothes from the DLC, the downloaded stuff. Yeah. Uh, Guess whose side quests I completed first. (laughs) (laughs) She is really into fashion. She wants to make Jubilee Village a really fashionable place. (laughs) She's fun. Um, Ravenclaw, creative. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Ginter. Ginter is the survey co- the uh, Ginkgo Guild member that you interact with, who's got who like sells you the special once a day items. He's the one that's right. Down. Okay, I could not remember his yeah. name. I've talked to him so a bunch. But... They made a big deal out of him in the trailer. It seemed like he and Volo were both going to be old. No, he's just sat there in town he just sits there. with someone else who's also sat there who they do not talk about. He is, however, um, Volkner's ancestor, the, oh, eight, the electric type gym leader from okay. modern day, who also sits down in like his sprites and stuff. Nice. Uh, he sits there and he sometimes he sells you a microwave. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, since, since that's... I don't know what this is, but uh, 
You can buy it. It's a mysterious box. A mysterious machine. I don't know. I want to get, I want to say like. Hmm. Can I help you out? Yeah. Hufflepuff, he's a particularly good finder. Oh, he yeah. He finds That's... unique special items for you. Yeah, that'll do. That's kind of where I was coming back on. I was like, yeah. he's just kind of chill and he's just kind of there. It's very helpful, Puff. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Charm. Charm is the leader of the Misfortune Sisters, which are the closest <laughs> thing this game has to an evil team. <laughs> they are three women who are not related in any way. <laughs> which I thought they were until that little bit where they yeah. talk about how they're not. Yeah, they've each... One of them has come from the Galaxy Expedition team and then one from the Diamond Clan and one from the Pearl Clan, mm-hmm. which is a fun thing. They've come together because they each hate the or- the groups and the organized yeah. people around here and they just do fucking crimes and shit <laughs> they just try to steal shit and mess stuff up just because they can they're bandits they live out in the wild with and they have on. a team rocket motto yeah about how they're the misfortune sisters i'm your unlucky charm and uh yeah t- heads i win tails you lose i'm coin <laughs> stupid <laughs> charm is uh so people have debated whether Charm was ancestor to Bertha or Agatha, both the old ladies from the respectively Sinnoh and Canto Elite Fours. Mm. Pretty sure she's both. I'm yeah. pretty sure. It's long been speculated Agatha and Bertha were related because they look a lot alike. Sure. And I think this game is basically confirming they are. Partly because one thing it does with a lot of the, the ancestor characters, like they did with Benny using Gallade and Gardevoir, mm-hmm. is have them use the same Pokemon. Charm yeah. is the only one of these three who uses two Pokemon, Rhydon, which would evolve into Rhyperia, one of Bertha's signature Pokemon, uh-huh. and Gengar, Agatha's signature Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that... She's Slytherin. She's like... Oh, yeah. She's... I think she's from the Pearl Clan? I don't remember which one was from where. I remember the other two because they talk about it more. Yeah. And she's the only one I can't remember, so I'm saying Pearl Clan because I remember the other two, but... Yeah, Slytherin. She the one, is she kind of like the leader? Yeah, she's, yeah. The, she's the older one. Who's, she's yeah. the one that's got two Pokemon, yeah. and she's stronger, yeah. It felt like they were going to do something with their story. They don't really do it. Like, they have a confrontation with them in the end game, and then in the post game, you just find them one-on-one every so often and battle them. Yeah. And if you, if they saw you first, they'll be like, ha-ha, you didn't notice someone sneaking up on you? If you see them first, they're like, oh, how did I not notice someone sneaking up on me? <laughs> Alex, tell me about Clover. Clover is another one of the Misfortune Sisters. She's your unlucky Clover. Y- yeah. She's not, not a four-leaf Clover or something. So I don't remember what her thing yeah. is. Uh, she's the one... She is ancestor to Candice. Okay. And she, she, like, she's one of the most obvious ancestors in the game because she looks exactly like Candice. <laughs> and then her close-up battle shot, she looks so fucking angry. It's oh, great. No. She uses the bomb of snow and battles you with it on a volcano. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. So um, not Ravenclaw. And she is from the Galaxy Expedition team. She's the oh, one who okay. left the team. Nice. Probably also Slytherin. Yeah. Thing. They like, don't have the most personality, but they're fun. They are fun. I do really like them. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, tell me about Coin. Coin is, the, I think, actually the only gender-bent um, ancestor. Oh, no, Volo. Mo, but mo, there aren't many gender-bent ones. Huh. Yeah, right? Huh. Um... And I think because Vol is so significant yeah. that I just assumed that there were more. And the main reason Coin has changed is because they're the Misfortune Sisters. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a whole thing that they're three girls, yeah. three women. Uh, Coin is ancestor to Saturn and uses a toxic croak. Also, fun fact, Jupiter is the only one of the original Galaxy uh, Team Galactic admins who doesn't get an ancestor in the game, <laughs> or a, a, an obvious one at least, so... Fuck you, Saturn, I guess. Just get some... There's just one of the random NPCs. Yeah, maybe. Like... You know, not everyone's ancestors are anyone. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. That's why people are like, where's this character's ancestor? So it's like, well, maybe they live somewhere else, or maybe they just were the first person in their family to do something important. Yeah, yeah. like, it doesn't so, matter. Yeah. Coined, also Slytherin. Alex, tell me about Kajita. We have not talked about Kajita yet. Kajita or Kagita? I don't know. It make, Kajita makes sense to me, but either way, really. I was reading it as, as uh, Kagita. I don't think it matters that much. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's another one of those things where... Or should I say, mistress. <laughs> um, she is a mysterious lady that Volo takes you to, who's not affiliated with any of the clans or the any of the yeah. stuff. She's just kind of doing her own thing. And she knows about the myths and legends of Sinnoh, or she, Hisui, which yeah. is why she, like, she tells you about them. And she She's, tells you about... She tells you about more after you've been... Yeah, uh, she's doing, like, research. I don't know why she knows all this stuff, but she does. She constantly teases and belittles Volo for being like, oh, you're putting off your your Ginkgo guild work again. Yeah. And then, like, here's a slight spoiler for you, I suppose, but Mm. after you've beaten Volo, she is, like, she is not happy with Volo turning out, like, Mm. and what he's done and continues to help you and be friendly and stuff. She lives in what will become modern-day Celestic Town, okay. which is where Cynthia and her grandmother lived, and yeah. it's like the root of a lot of Sinnoh's myths and legends, and is also probably Cynthia's ancestor. Yeah. So whether she and Volo are just each separate ancestors to like Vo- Cynthia's parents or whatever, or the more fun way, despite how angry she is with Volo, she and Volo get together in the end. Or maybe they are. Maybe they were together during the plot. And oh, then... you think they might be exes? No, no, no. I think, like, maybe they have, like, a thing, like, a, currently, but yeah. they're, like, you know, saving face for the... They don't want to tell anyone in mm. front of the player character, sure. but then it turns out Volo's a bad guy, and that's where they split up. So become exes, sure. Yeah, like, she's she's pregnant currently. That's a fun, weird twist. <laughs> the other part that makes me confused about this character, though, is why is she dressed like that? I don't know. She's got this big, fancy, lacy, black dress and hat in the middle of fucking nowhere. In a region that doesn't have any contact with the outside world. I love her little house. It's just like this little hut. And then there's yeah. like a little garden, yeah. uh, like tea set, like a tea table outside. Yeah. Like, where did you get that? Yeah. Ma'am, you are not, you, what? Yeah. What are you? What is she? Um, Ravenclaw. Sure. And finally. Yeah. JD, tell me about Arceus. We got one character on this list as a Pokemon. <laughs> We did a little... We did a little... True. We did a bonus round. Bonus round at the beginning. <laughs> Arceus. Fun fact, I was pointing this out to Alex earlier. This is the first time ever where we've had our character from the intro be the last character in the lightning bolt round. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. His name's in the game. Arceus is literally the last Pokemon we meet. Arceus is God. Also the first Pokemon you meet. True. The beginning, the end. The Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Arceus is like sends you back in time and tells you to meet all Pokemon. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why? There's no no reason for that. Just if Arceus said like fucking find that Volo dick, beat the <laughs> shit out of him, catch Dialga and Palkia, and st- tell him to stop their shit. I think he's being cryptic. He yeah. doesn't want to just tell you straight out like Enigma. Go do this very specific job, but more of like sending you on the right path to go do the thing. Yeah, like. If you start trying to collect all of the Pokemon, yeah. then you will find yourself in a position where you can handle this looming disaster. So Arceus is presenting this game, for whatever reason, is clearly interested in you completing the Pokedex and meeting all the Pokemon. So I guess I've got to go with Ravenclaw. Sure, yeah. And that's Pokemon Legends Arceus sorted. Alex was running super long, so I'm going to do a super quick... 
Yeah, just, sorting it just out. bust out a real quick sorting it out. Alright, so you know the part in Half-Blood Prince where mm-hmm. Harry and Draco meet in the bathroom and fight and Harry uses Sectum Sempra and slices J- Draco's chest open uh-huh. and then Myrtle screams and Snape comes. Yeah. What if instead of Myrtle screaming, Harry's like, hey Myrtle, why do you like this guy? He's a fucking Nazi who hates Muggleborns like yourself <laughs> and works for the guy who murdered you personally. <laughs> and then Myrtle will be like, huh, fuck this bitch. And then you don't get Snape. And then Draco fucking dies. And then, you know what happens because Draco dies at that point? Well, Snape made an unbreakable vow to protect Draco. So Snape also dies. No more Malfoy, no more Snape. They're both fucking dead. And that would improve Harry Potter significantly. (laughs) Fuck you, Malfoy. Fuck you, Snape. Sort it out. other problems like harry's a murderer now i don't fucking care fuck that shit who cares <laughs> dumbledore fuck dumbledore dumbledore's full of shit also my sorting outs recently have been like more serious so i wanted to do a dumb one <laughs> fuck snape fuck malfoy they can both fucking die in that scene <laughs> fuck wild and then instead of harry having to like make out with Ginny and get together because she won the the quidditch cup without him instead she's like Holy fucking shit, that was so hot the way you murdered Malfoy and Snape. <laughs> no! I you mean, can just turn the main character into a murderer. It's fi- fine. We're already whatever. on a bit of a fine. quack I know. parody okay, here. Okay, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Thank you for listening to Sorted. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. And thank you to Matt and Giacomo of the Whomping Willows for the use of our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. If you agree or disagree with our sourcings, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And I'm at Codename JD. While you're there on Twitter, you can tweet at us, I don't know, random NPCs from Legends Arceus. Yeah, what about um the random, what about the random Spiritomb kid? Tell me about Baggin. Fucking Baggin? Tweet Baggin at us. You know, whatever. Uh, Wanda. Uh, you know Wanda. You've you've done the Wanda side quests. Uh. Uh, tweet at us. Tweet at us NPCs from Legends Arceus, and we'll sort them. Bye. Bye. Start a new house, and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house, and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. So here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah... Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you want to hear what was going on beyond just the singing and the dancing, check out Leisure Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod. And And that's that's what what you missed on Glee. Glee!